0: Welcome to the Rush Off Fitness Podcast, this is episode number 36, I'm your host Terry and your co-host Malcolm here. Hey guys, what's going on? And so t- in today's episode we're going to talk about uh, the importance of being strong and why strength, it's uh, a lot of benefits to being strong and having strength for not just athletes but also general population people. Um, so we elaborate on why we believe strength is important um, over all else in everything else
1: in fitness it's right. my favorite favorite subject yeah man.
0: malcolm's favorite subject because uh he is a a strength coach uh, and so am i uh and we do believe that you know that's that should be the foundation for every individual um whether you're someone that just sits at the desk or whether you're a professional athlete um there's no downside of being strong yeah right um, everything else there, I think there's a downside to, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, there's, it gets to a point where you don't gain anything, but being strong and being stronger and being the strongest you can be,
1: um, you can always gain from that. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, but what, what you, what do you mean by when you say like downside? Like, do you mean like when you do people who do like, uh, like, do you mean like people who go for aesthetics, there's always a downside because some people may lack certain, um, your
0: next and others you mean? Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I mean uh, in terms of there's there's always going to be a plateau. Okay. I guess with strength you can always you can always improve on strength. Yeah, sure, um, sure, sure, With every single movement. So let's say you got to your top strength at one single movement you can move on to the next movement mm-hmm. and then that you can improve strength on that movement and then you can move on to the next movement. Yeah, yeah. And every single movement you can improve strength on that. I feel like there's just no downside. There's like there's no um, you know there's no limit in yeah. terms of strength
1: yeah every single mm-hmm. movement there is out there it can always be stronger you Yeah, know, whether yeah. it's unilateral yeah. bilateral whatever it is right. whatever movement may be sure, but yeah. then with like
0: let's say you know being flexible how much more can you how much more will you benefit from being flexible besides the fact that um, you're, you're flexible unless you use it for like dancing mm-hmm. or you're a performer that do all the uh, I forgot what's that name, of that, uh, ballroom dancing. Like, not ballroom dancing. The, those people who are really flexible? They put their legs behind their head. Uh, there's a ex- oh, There's a name for that. I forgot what's the name. You're like a. I forgot the yeah. yeah. Contourist. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've yeah. really. I don't know the name. But uh, like, unless you're a performer mm-hmm. and you do that as like a like a skill and you show people that there's there's really no benefit of being
1: really flexible. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like unless you're that, especially as far as like. Uh, an activity, or if you're a dancer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, there's no like I said, there is, there isn't too much benefit, in, especially if you become over flexible because right there's then there's no stability. There's no stability exactly. Right. I mean, uh, I guess I don't understand why some
0: people really try to achieve a split. Like some of the females I talked to, like when I used to, you know, I ask some females like, "Oh, what are your goals?" So oh, My goal is to achieve a split. Mm-hmm. Or like, why do you want to achieve a split? <laughs> like. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's a good, it's a good goal to chase for. Because then you come into the gym, you know, you're more consistent with your, your sure. workouts. You're coming in here. You're you're doing your routines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, the question is you should ask yourself: How much more benefit and I'm gonna get from being able to
1: do a split and yeah. not
0: being able to do a split? Yeah. Unless right.
1: you're like, unless you're a dancer, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. what's what's the reason behind? I mean, right. and oh, honestly, like most most women are fairly more flexible than than men. Right. So a woman that right. being able to constantly uh work on a split every single day that can happen fairly soon yeah i don't think that's like a it's hard to make that like a goal because it doesn't really take much to do that you know yeah you should pretty much have to be, get into the position every single day and then eventually you'll be able to just be in that position comfortably yeah. you know yeah
0: i mean some people they like to aim for these type of goals and i feel like it's okay like it if that makes you happy and you want to aim for a faster time on your treadmill Then go right ahead Uh, If you want to be more flexible Then go right ahead But I think Our reasoning behind Why strength should be uh, The most important one Is because that's That's the foundation Right If you're not strong And you're not You don't have a good strength foundation Now I'm not saying You have to be world record strong In terms of like Your lifts You don't have to be uh, The world class lifter But Just being able to Be stronger Than the average individual At your body weight And your body structure Is you get benefit from that so much more, and yeah. it's like having a house, right? You have a strong foundation, you have that strength there, and everything else is gonna come along with that. Your yeah. muscle, you know, your physique, um, you know. I mean, even even with uh, flexibility, because when you have strength, um, then you could work on mobility, right? Because if you're just flexible, there's no point of being flexible if you can't even, uh, you know, raise up your leg without it, you know, falling down. Because if you're just flexible, but you're not strong, while you're in that. Uh, flexible state then you don't have what we call mobility right so mobility is the combination of both right? being able to move and being able to be have the strength to hold that position
1: while you move sure there's an old like joke they said um they say two two of two guys are in the in the woods and one they're both running from a bear and the guy says why are you running they're both running and the guy says why are you running so fast and then the other guy, so I said to pick up speed. i't he said, "I don't have to be faster than the bear, I if he had to be faster than you, you know no, right. so mm-hmm. like a fighter, they don't have to be the strongest fighter. it has to be stronger than everybody who they go against in their weight class, you know yeah. mm-hmm. you don't have to be the, you don't have to be the strongest man out there, but you have to be stronger than whoever you go up against that's yeah. the main thing, you know mm-hmm. so strength, yes, it is. We feel like it's the foundation to everything. Um, obviously, every single sport you do, yeah, um, you're gonna have to. You're gonna need some other attributes to be able to do good at, it, like conditioning or mm-hmm. like a, um, uh, you know, being able to be quick. Mm-hmm. Whether whatever sport you're playing, you have to have some kind of like other attributes. But if you have one athlete who is stronger than the other, there's a good chance that the one that's stronger is always gonna win. If it's if it's a, a one-on-one kind of competition, kind of um, kind of a sport. Yeah, you know. So look so that's one thing that you know, that's one thing that's also a good point as well, is like you have to be strong and you just have to be stronger than the next man, you know. Yeah,
0: and if you take like uh let's say LeBron James for example, he doesn't have to be squatting seven hundred pounds strong, but yeah. he has to be strong enough to where he can squat a good amount of weight and uh be able to build strength within his you know, his bone density and muscle mass. Yeah. And to allow him to to be um free from free from injury yep. and also um, also be able to do everything that he does like jump high run fast yep. you know be able to do that consistently on a nightly basis without uh, without any downfall and without any s- slowing down because he's still just as fast as he was you know 3-5 years ago
1: and might be even faster now yeah yeah I've, Um, I guess I was looking into something one day I was like thinking about it as I was just brainstorming and um I guess I've noticed that, like, if you, think, if you think about all, like, if you watch football and think about college football athletes, all the best players you can think of in college football, they don't really get hurt that much. Like, they don't have these, like, season-ending endi- injuries, you know. Right. That, and especially from um, notable, notable players, too, mm-hmm. um, players that we know. Mm-hmm. We don't have, they don't, these injuries don't necessarily happen that often. Well, I don't necessarily see them. You know, you might get like one player throughout the year who you really notice who gets hurt. Yeah. Partly is because I believe it's because they actually between the ages of eighteen and twenty-two, they actually work out a lot in those four years when they're in college. Yeah. They're doing a lot of strength training, doing a lot of like almost like a structured strength training program. Yeah. When they're in college. Now, you think the pros they don't do as much? That's the reason why they get injured. No, they don't.
0: They don't. They don't do as much. No, they. Wait. So yeah, and the answer to my, uh, my question is. They don't do it as much strength training. No. The
1: pros, okay. In a way, if you think about it, you really can't. Okay. Because think the season starts in September. Yeah. Well, actually, the season starts in, um, uh, let's say June, May, June, Mm. June, July, like mid-July. Okay. It ends. It ends for for a few teams in February, right? Mm. So most of them rest after that. After that's over, you know, season's Mm -hmm. over. They rest from like. um, But they have a long break, no. So, February, March, April, May, June, July. Uh-huh. March, April, May, June, July. So, that's like four or five months. Right. But if you take a couple months off between there, right? Yeah, yeah. So, more seasoned guys yeah. who have been playing for a year, who have been mm. playing for a couple of years, their body probably can't handle that amount of, like, stress after the season's over. They've already dealt with 17 weeks of mm. getting hit all the time. Right. So, and- so, think, right? Think about, like, think about saying, like, okay, well, here's a guy an older older man that's in his 30s um he wants to get stronger it's hard of him to get stronger when he's that age when he's been doing it so long you know in that right. short right. amount of time right right so they can't do all, there's not much strength training that they can do in and really gain in 4 months you know that's going to get them ready for the season to come up you know mm-hmm. because in the season predominantly what they're doing is a lot of conditioning well a lot of explosive right, conditioning right, right, you know right. so strength will be suffered in that time so then promotes more injuries because they are they're bonus and they're not as strong as they could be you know now do you think they'll benefit if they do some type of strength training in their off season I, I mean I'm pretty sure they do but they don't do enough there's not much enough. there's not much. there's not enough time there's not enough time you'd probably take a good if you go do you through, know a
0: uh, uh, football athlete that does strength training who doesn't have that much injury because he does so much strength training um
1: like, just to show an example of why strength training is uh, important. And well, the example is mainly used for college athletes. and oh, college and, athletes, and, okay. You know, I can't really... S- it's like, the, yeah, you can say the difference is, like, the size of the men in the NFL versus yeah, the guys in college. Right. But a lot of injuries, a lot of the most serious injuries that happen are non-contact injuries. Injuries that happen from you not getting hit from anybody. You, know? you not getting
0: hit from anybody?
1: Yeah, most of the most serious injuries, like a torn ACL or, like, right. you jumping and landing or you landing funny... Like, you think that happens because they're not strength sh- training as often that they did in college? I think I think so because if uh, because um, if you look at some of their numbers mm-hmm. um, as far as like squat, bench, deadlift, whatever it is, yeah. the, the numbers for so, so a lot of guys out there, especially the skill guys, is very. They have a lot of very pedestrian numbers. Right. Numbers are like. Right, like you're just, supposed to be an athlete, but someone in the gym could. Yeah, probably I'll squat you, you and, you and, right. and, and I'll, right. I'll bench you and I'll deadlift right, right, you know. Right. So a, lot of the, a, lot of the, a lot of the skill guys a lot really pedestrian numbers when it comes to the gym yeah yeah so you see all these non contact injuries you see all these injuries that happen from very you know movements that they, they do all the time, but then they have a tear here a tear there yeah, yeah. from moves that you do movements that you do all, all the time if you take college athletes they do they do the same amount of movement and then don't necessarily get hurt from these very very routine movements every time. Do do you think be. age plays a factor or is just because they're doing strength. Well, age, I think the age puts a factor in the, in the sense of they can't really do as much. You right, know? for strength training, right? Because you know, they need more time to recover. Exactly, like you, you said the of...
0: season's over. They want to recover from that exactly. season first.
1: If we think about adaptation, you know I mean? You don't really... You've been working out all these years. You don't... If you think about a strict strength training program, you need like six to eight months to really like see significant strength gains, you know? Right, right. Especially someone who's been working out for, you know... Eight years, ten years, whatever. Right. You know. their strength gains minimal, minimal, so you
0: need even longer time to see those exactly. strength gains. Right.
1: So if you know, if you, if a lot of them, what they, what they will do is they'll do like a lot of explosive movements. They'll do, a, they'll do strength training movements, but it's just the time that they're allowed to do it or can do it is very short. You right. know, because by the time the season comes around, it's like okay, strength is over now. We can't do this. It. it Doesn't really matter anymore yeah. now. You know, um, so a lot of them do put on like you know, a lot of them, a lot of them do depend on their own just physical genetics you know genetics and the ability you know yeah. they really can't focus too much on strength on strength training like like how we how we would like to do it mm-hmm. you know think about like a prep for like a, a pilot team a lot of guys do it some guys start six months out you know you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. they can't do six months of strength training because by the time the season's over they're resting for about a month and a half two months and mm-hmm. then that leaves them three to four months of yeah, strength yeah, training yeah. where you can you can do that, but then by the time it's over, by the time it's at the end, they're going into a lot of a lot of conditioning movements too to get them ready for the season, which right. that's a lot. of The season involves is a lot of conditioning because right. you know, the field is so big. Right. Now, do you think they could just do something like just to maintain?
0: Like, no, so we don't whole, need to build strength because, yeah. like, like you said, we we need more time for that. Yeah, so, but just doing yeah. something like where it's not their maximum so something like sub maximum load, where you yeah, yeah. can just
1: maintain their bone density, their muscle mass to yeah. help with. So I, think, injuries, right? so I think maintaining is what causes can cause injuries, you know. Okay. I think just maintaining really? yeah. if you're doing that much of head movement over and over again and yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. really develop any real strength, real strength in a in a in a four to six month period, yeah. Like there's no there's just not enough there's just not enough, you know, just raw strength on this on this individual and they yeah. can they're just ready to deal with it every single day. Right. You know. Right. And running and cutting and doing something that's that you do on the regular but your body doesn't necessarily want you to do Mm -hmm. and then you don't really have the all-around regular you know general foundation of strength on you yeah just we're going for raw um like power eventually that's going to wear and tear on it eventually you know yeah um i guess to branch off from this topic uh, we're just talking
0: about like football athletes uh, to branch off the general population People, um, I just had an assessment with a lady. Okay. And then She came in. She was telling me she was, you know, taking all these classes, group classes, sure, you know, sure. taking spin, and then she's playing tennis, like very active, mm-hmm. you know, very active individual. But doesn't do any strength training, mm-hmm. and her shoulders like clicking here yeah. and there. Her knee is bothering her when mm-hmm. she's taking spin, yep. or uh, uh, not t- while she's taking spin, but while she's like walking up the stair afterwards sure. and going downstairs, and um, you know it goes back to our um, main reason why strength is important right if she were actually doing some type of strength training she wouldn't be having this type of issue in terms of her shoulder bothering her um, whenever she's playing um, tennis or whenever she's taking a spin class her knee wouldn't be bothering her because uh, she would have better stability and have that strength her bone density would be a lot higher sure think yeah. about most
1: think about most sports a lot of injuries or a lot of a lot of times you're you're decelerating when you're playing a lot of sports. A lot yeah, of times yeah. you're slowing your own self down. If yeah. you have to run really fast right. and then stop, yeah. deceleration has to happen. Right. Most of the time, if you're at like a 80%, 85% of your max, the main thing you're really trying to do is slow a really heavy weight down as, you, as it descends on top of you, you know. Or yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to have a slow twitch. You have to have some kind of slow twitch muscle fiber to be able to to be able to control the weight. You can't just shoot down there and then expect to come back up from it. You know, so squatting with something really heavy on your back, that involves you to be able to just try and control 300 plus pounds on you and be able to decelerate that. Yeah. Which, which translates into a lot of deceleration when you, go into, when you go into a movement, you have to stop and cut. Which goes into a movement, if you have a bench press, you have to really slow, contract it down and press it off you. Right. It goes the same thing when you absorb somebody uh, yeah, keep going, keep going. When you mm-hmm. absorb somebody in like a football, in like yeah. a sport, any sport that involves you with contact, you know, okay. whether it's lacrosse, whether it's right. football, yeah. whatever it is, right. you have to be able to be able to take on a force coming at you, you know, and if you don't develop any strength, any foundational strength in six months, mm. then over time, that, that repetitive movement over and over is going to wear and tear on you, and then that's when injuries happen.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, the more and more... I I listen to what you're trying to say. Um, I definitely agree with that because I know some people who, who, who coach or I guess like, um, I guess tell individuals or train athletes and tell them, uh, you shouldn't bench press, you mm-hmm. shouldn't squat, you shouldn't do the big three movement because you're an athlete, so mm-hmm. you don't need the big three movement. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. so, I guess from what you're trying to explain to me is that, uh, yeah, it goes back to the deceleration. Like if I could control a four hundred pound squat, it might not lead. It might, might not be directly related to me stopping someone mm-hmm. that's uh like two hundred pound, but my leg strength will have to be able to you know uh, from squatting know, know how to eccentrically slow down. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It will translate into me doing that on the field when I actually try to slow someone down.
1: Exactly. Two hundred pound. Yeah, you you have to. There's just these are those are just basic movements that your body should be able to go through all, all with intense load. Right. You know? So. If you think about college athletes, their season is shorter, you know, and they start lifting early, really early right. once the season's over. And they lift heavy. And they, they lift heavy. They, they lift live heavy. 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 Even though their
0: form's not the best, yeah. they, it's, they it's, work with a heavy yeah. load and their body
1: gets, like, strong. Yeah, because they're also really young, too. And they work, they, they, their form isn't the best because there's hundreds of kids. Well, like, yeah, and it's, it's hard like to... Th- five, you know, yeah. coaches, you know what I mean? So that's yeah, yeah. it's, it's tough to correct everybody's form. Yeah, yeah. But you look at them, they all hit... High maxes on like a power clean, or hit high maxes on like a squat. They're all going for PRs on squats, or power cleans, or a bench press. You know, Mm -hmm. so you just have this foundational foundation of strength. You know, in the mind, it gives you a lot of confidence because you you know that you've dealt with this weight on you. This guy in front of you is nowhere near the weight that you actually lifted in in the gym. He's half the size. So you have this extra confidence. You have this extra stability. You have this extra. Um, ability to just control, you right. know control somebody in front of you. So you know? my
0: argument for you is for people who say Well, you're not pushing someone you're not stopping someone laying down flat on your back mm-hmm. Which argument or reasoning for that like for for a reason why you should do a bench press to help with stopping someone like uh, well bringing, bringing it to the field and applying that bench press for example to stopping
1: someone well think right so I'm not saying the only thing you should do is bench press. well yeah, of course you should yeah. there are other movements that you should do in the gym that is still a pressing both of them involve you standing like a gym like a gym machine yeah yeah, there's a machine that you can stand on that has ha- has handles on it right that involves you pressing yeah you, right. you but you, you but you're pressing while you're standing right and then I think my argument for that is uh, not argument for that, but
0: uh to add on top of that, like with a lot, a lot of those machines when you're standing and pressing, you can't really like uh Massively load mm-hmm. Those equipment Right yeah. like, Let's say I'm standing And pressing yeah. I could do a lot more If I'm laying down And pressing a bar Sure
1: Right sure. So I mean, get to use More leg drive uh, I get to brace A little better So yeah. So like So a way I would Look at programming it is like If I have a client And he wants to I want to get his Bench press stronger But he's also an athlete Yeah You can load The bench press heavy You yeah. know Get yourself used To being able to Control that weight And be able to Press yeah. off you Yeah You have that Stability You have that Strength to of press off 315 pounds off you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you go into a jammer press sometime later during the workout and just work on explosive explosive yeah, yeah. power mm-hmm. pressing right, off you, right. you, know. So you do get that translation of what goes on to the field yeah. with you are standing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. like from from that aspect, you know, that's where like I got with that, like I thought about that a while ago. Like I see a lot of athletes in college, they don't yeah. they never get hurt from right. non contact injuries. Right. So I guess uh another good way to another exercise
0: I could I could put in there is uh, for example doing a pull down like a heavy pull down to so mm-hmm. build the back strength yeah. um, in comparison to doing pull ups right you could load a lot more when you're doing when you're sitting down sure. and doing heavy yeah, yeah. pull downs right yeah. and you can build that raw strength in terms of like being able to just be able to hold that weight and pull it down yeah. in comparison to
1: doing pull ups you could only do probably half yeah. before you actually could sit down and pull sure yeah yeah there's like like I said I know a lady named you know lady Susan from back home she she squats what 400 pounds, and she's 70-some years old. You know, and like, yeah, yeah. she doesn't have any kind of, you know, she squats so she knows how to squat. One thing too. Yeah. yeah. But she doesn't. She's never being at the age. Most people I know at the age have like a lot like, of hip problems. Yeah. She has yeah. No hip problems whatsoever. You know. All right. So general population, she is just a regular general population kind of woman. She works a nine-to-five mm-hmm. behind-the-desk job. Yeah. So, people, general pop they will benefit from it as well as far as, like, dealing with that, like, mm-hmm. those issues as you get older, those older yeah. ages, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you're only going to benefit from strength training, you know, throughout your life if you if you are just a general population. You don't, you do need that implemented into your life, you know? Yeah. As far as, like, everyday life, you know? Like, think about carrying groceries, think about walking upstairs. Yeah. Very simple things. You know that we that we do every single day That you just be a lot better at it you'd be yeah. a lot more comfortable doing it if you strength train
0: yeah like even uh one of my client uh you know we we do heavy farmer carries like being able to just work with that load um and just translate over to daily activities like you pick up a you know 10 bags of grocery that that's yeah. nothing compared to what you would just carrying in the gym like like a 50 kilo yeah. for
1: example kettlebell exactly yeah i even think about it as like young really young individuals who want to like build their physique as far as like hypertrophy yeah i if mean if you're weak right, and you right. want to do hypertrophy yeah yeah you're not going to be really good at it at right, right. as far as like just yeah. being in control you're not gonna be able to go as heavy
0: yeah like if you do like uh you know 15 reps in comparison to to doing like uh heavier and heavier weight and lower reps mm-hmm. um you're just gonna be able to build a better physique if you could do heavier weight mm-hmm. um over time you might not you know over time you could develop where you could do the heavier weight for 15 reps right let's say your one rm is a 300 pound Uh, eventually that one rm is going to turn into a a 10 rm right and then you then a 10 rm uh is going to turn to a 15 rm right so that's why building a strong one rep max and uh, a lot of the main lifts and you don't have to do for everything but a lot of the main lifts and then when you handle a higher load then everything lighter than the one rm you could do it for more reps, for more reps that and thing? then that'll accumulate to more volume, and then that'll help you build your physique, because physique is all about total volume, the more load you could do, the more work you could put out, um, every, ex- every exercise, every workout, then the more muscle you can build. Sure,
1: yeah, yeah, so like, um, yeah, like, like, if you have someone who comes in and says, I wanna just really scrawny, really skinny kid, but I wanna build my physique, I wanna look better, you, it, initially, the first thing I'm thinking, you, you must become strong first, once you become strong first, that's when you go right into like okay, like he can handle an intense load. Yeah. He can actually do a lot more volume at a weight, you know, that's that's good for him, you know. Like yeah, if mm-hmm. he if he can right. only do fifteen right. reps on the bar, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. and then there's no if you always want him to do hypertrophy with yeah, fifteen yeah. reps on the yeah, bar, yeah. there's not much growth there. He's right, gonna right. burn out eventually. Yeah, you know? uh-huh. like, Yeah. So
0: that's why we when we always say like coaches who make you all they, all they do is make you do three by ten, three by ten. Yeah. Eventually you got plateau from that. So being able to do sometimes four by six, a uh, four by four, four by eight, or three by five, three by seven, like just changing it up and yeah. working with heavier loads, then going back later to three by ten, three yeah. by twelve, three by fifteen, yeah. then you got feel, you know, work a lot heavier weight and build more volume, build more strength, and sure. your life will be better. Being yeah, exactly. stronger. Trust that's me. what it is. Life be a lot better. Yeah.
1: Every every sport you can think of, running, um, you know. Sprinting. Yeah, everyday uh, long, individuals. Long distance know. running, sprinting, anything, anything you want to think of, strength will, will help you. For
0: sure. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, a lot of people, I think, they're just scared. Like, oh, if I lift heavy weight, I'm gonna be bulky. If I lift heavy weight, I'm gonna hurt myself. I'm gonna hurt myself. No, you. If you lift heavy weight with shit form, yeah, that's how you <laughs> hurt yourself. You don't lift heavy weight and with good form, and hurt yourself. Sure. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. even a lot of like Olympic lifters, you rarely see them injured some injured themselves because their form is so perfect. Exactly, a lot yeah. of times they injure themselves because like you know, it's a freak accident. Mm-hmm. You know, like something just misaligned, you know, yeah that moment and, you know, it just happened. Yeah, you'd be
1: surprised. they they're, that sport, they those have the least amount of injuries in yeah. that sport. Least amount of injury. I mean, they lift the most amount of weight. Most than, amount of weight. with volume, and and, yeah. And intensity, yeah, know? with volume and intensity. Exactly. So they lift they lift the heaviest weight, do it for more reps and they and they also do these very explosive exercises and with it over your head or whatever, you know, or with it coming down well, on top of you really fast. But they have the least amount of injuries, mm-hmm. you know. Most of their injuries are like elbow and wrist things, but nothing nothing more, more major than that, mm-hmm. you know.
0: All right, so I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. Uh, I definitely like and enjoyed talking about this topic. I think it's a very important topic that uh, everyone needs to learn about, sure. uh, especially for those who are starting off in training. Like, if you're asking yourself, should I just stay in the 15 rep range? Should I stay in the 20 rep range? Or should I stay in the 8 rep range? Like, how should I program my workout? Mm-hmm. Like, do a variety. But, but first, start off building strength. And once you have that foundation, then get into, let's say you want to be faster. You want to, all right, work on that. You want to be uh, more flexible? Okay, work on that. Mm-hmm. And then you want to be bigger and build more muscle? All right, then work on that. And sure. then, then after that, um, doing that for a couple times, do a couple cycles of that or a couple months. Then we go back to strength training, right? The, your foundation. Go back to that and, and then build on top. And then eventually you will have a, you know, uh, I don't know. I guess a good analogy is a hotel building <laughs> whatever. <laughs> a freaking Empire State Building. Exactly. You yeah. build an empire. Yeah, you build an empire. Sure. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, leave us a comment on the podcast or send us a message on rushhour.fitness underscore podcast. And um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this one and we'll see you guys in the next episode.